This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thank you so much for joining us. Great guest today. It's Kate Banford. We have a really fun chat on this 195th episode coming up on episode 200 insane this is your first time listening thanks for joining us you can listen to previous episodes of the podcast on stitcher apple podcasts soundcloud and hopefully amazon you're i submitted for that i need to check if that has officially gone through but maybe you can just check it right now go up to your alexa dot and say alexa play there it is podcast you probably have to say there it is podcast otherwise it might just play whoop there it is or something but nevertheless we're trying to get on there too and soon we're going to be on youtube you can listen to stuff there one day one day we'll let you know well today's episode was a great one i had a really fun time chatting with kate banford who is a co-founder of the good good theater in philly she now lives out in los angeles we talk about that move and comedy in general it's a fun chat let's just get right to it here's my chat with kate banford you're one of the type of people who i'm really inspired by because i i really appreciate people who grab life by the horns take advantage of what they can to to make what they want to make and you did that pretty hardcore i feel like it's tough to start a, a comedy theater and you did that in philly for, and and you were there for five years working on that uh yeah or a yeah. few years yeah that's a very nice compliment thank you <laughs> oh you're very welcome um before you got into that what were you doing comedy wise uh, before that, I was performing stand-up and sketch uh, in Philly and improv. Wow, I did it all. <laughs> <laughs> and whenabouts was that? Uh, well, it was in like 2011, 2012. Okay. Um, so I started doing improv in Philadelphia first, and then I switched into like the other stuff. Okay, and what's yeah. the theater there in Philly? Why am I blinking on its name? Good, good comedy theater. Or uh, the, is that oh, the one? I know that's the one you started, but the one that you started doing improv at in 2011. Oh, um, well, I actually just did it at a bunch of different places around oh, the city. Okay. So there were like independent groups and other. But when I like first, first started, I was doing it just with like a group of people who have never done it before. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Isn't there a, other than your theater, another improv theater there or comedy theater there? Yeah. Yeah. There's one in uh, Rittenhouse right across from a stand-up club. Okay, cool. Yeah. What made you want to get into comedy? Um, well, that's a good question. When I was in college, my first year, I, uh, uh, was trying to join a bunch of clubs and I went to a uh, like a club meeting or whatever and there was 
uh, TV show thing. Mm-hmm. One was like reviewing movies, and I was like sort of into that, so I did that show. And then uh, there was another one that was called the Bi-Weekly Show, and it was kind of like SNL-type bad sketches, like <laughs> bad version of SNL. And then also like a Daily Show with Stephen Colbert vibe. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I started doing that like my freshman year of college. Okay. And that it, is... But yeah, you that's weren't, how it started. You weren't in the... You weren't studying acting in college. No. Psych. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So was that because that's what you thought you wanted to do with your life or was that the fallback plan? Oh. <laughs> um I was just really interested in psychology itself. So um I was really into like the humanists and positive mm-hmm. psychology. Mm-hmm. So I really liked like Carl Rogers and Eric Fromm and uh Martin Seligman, um, but okay, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so that was like in high school. So I went to school for psych because I was like, well, I like doing this and studying it. So I'll pursue it. Oh, very cool. You hear stories sometimes where people say like, yeah, I did improv in college and they weren't really doing it a lot. How much was it encompassing your life? <laughs> Oh, doing the comedy stuff? Right. Um, Well, it was like my social life and my, um, like, club. So it was like we had a show once uh, every other week. So it was like, I don't remember. But it definitely did not encompass my life. (laughs) Though I was pretty sure I wanted to pursue comedy when I was doing it in college. Okay. Yeah. And I also wanted to pursue like film and stuff like that too. So mm-hmm. just a hodgepodge. And then when you decide that you're going to start a theater, when we get to 2015, what made you decide to do that? Cause that is a pretty big endeavor to, to take on. Uh, well, so me and my partner, Aaron Nevins, mm-hmm. he and I had started a comedy festival in 2014, and that just came out of literally nothing, the idea for that. <laughs> <laughs> we were like trying to find a venue to do a show about motivational speakers, just a co- fake comedy show about motivational speakers, uh-huh. and we found a venue that was super cheap for a week. At first, we were like, this is too expensive. Uh, But then we realized, well, what if we just do a show every single night of the week? And then it grew into being three shows a night. And then uh, within two months, we had like a full on week long festival that we'd already put on its feet and was pretty successful. So we did it three more times in a year. And after that, we were like, it's time to (laughs) make this a regular thing. Yeah. 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 So it kind of just happened organically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the best way to <laughs> to do that i guess because when you do it organically it it, it all feels sort of right there's mm-hmm. of course it's this still struggles and in, in starting a theater or starting something big but at least it's happening maybe inch by inch at the pace that you want because it's all happening organically as opposed to people who try to start some sort of big endeavor and they just are just hell-bent on doing it and <laughs> They're hitting brick walls every step of the way, but they are just yeah. going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that it came about naturally because of that. I mean, I just like there's like some other businesses that were pretty successful that mm-hmm. like 
I saw happening around the same time, which kind of came about in the same way. Like I lived, uh, I lived in Northern Liberties in a sewing machine factory, like a former sewing machine factory. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I lived on one floor and then the, uh, these guys lived above, um, and they started, a they just started like making bagels every weekend and they became really popular. And then they started their own shop like a year or two after that. Oh, um, okay. And I just think like that's that's such a good way to start some sort of business um, <laughs> when it's not for money, it's for like passion uh, because then you like get to know your consumer, you like kind of test out the business model and then you grow to be something bigger that you dedicate yourself to. Yeah, for sure. And you talk about that in such a way, I mean, you also were a philosophy major, so I guess you know, you like things that are philosophical, maybe? <laughs> I studied psychology. I minored in philosophy, but okay. I didn't get my, I didn't graduate with the minor. There's just a vibe about you in the way that you express that that makes it seem like there are philosophies to how you approach these things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everything, uh, I just think there's a, an important, importance to in comedy the same way there is an importance to uh any type of art mm -hmm. and there are certain elements of it that can be broken down and you're like oh i get it that's why something's funny mm -hmm. and also <laughs> when you see thousands of shows a year you can't help but just be like wow i'm applying my mind <laughs> to this constantly <laughs> <laughs> when you were starting out and, and developing what were you finding was your kind of voice and, and what kind of material did you like to delve into? When I was performing, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. like stand up and sketch and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess when I started out, uh, it was usually pretty stupid. I remember <laughs> we did a lot of parody commercials that were like um, about mascara and Yaz birth control things or whatever. Um <laughs> But yeah, as time went on, I, I think I am attracted to things that are like uh, somewhat have like uh, a female forward character because mm -hmm. I identify with that. And um, I like things that are just like silly and absurd and fun. Uh, so my taste in comedy usually veers towards that. But yeah. I also love, I love plays even. I love like an experimental fun play. Um, and like even sometimes performance art. <laughs> <laughs> when you started the theater, what was your overall hope? Like, did you have a philosophy for what it could be? Uh, yeah, we really wanted it to be uh a space that put Philadelphia on the map for comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, we wanted people to start paying attention to Philadelphia comedians because there's so much talent there. And we felt like a lot of people move uh, from Philly to New York or LA. And we thought it'd be really cool to have like a spot that's like just as vibrant as um, those scenes. Mm -hmm. um, because we were especially knowledgeable of the level of talent that Philadelphia had. Mm -hmm. um, and we also want it to be a bridge from New York to Philly because there's so many amazing comedians in New York that mm -hmm. uh, weren't coming to Philly. It wasn't part of their touring strategy. It wasn't, they're just 
it just wasn't happening. And also sometimes it's just like semi-level comedians who typically wouldn't be getting booked to headline a club. Mm-hmm. So um, it was sort of a space where we really wanted uh, like anyone to be able to thrive who is talented and funny and not just like a certain type of comedian to thrive. Right. Okay, nice. And you also were teaching classes. Yes. Um, what was your approach with those? I mean, obviously, when it comes to... Were you teaching improv sketch and stand-up? We taught improv sketch and stand-up, and then we would do workshops occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but our approach to that was uh, really giving the, uh, the power to the teacher to create their own curriculum. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. And that was how we were like shifting last year, especially as we were having people come up with their own concept for a class and then teaching that class on either a three week or a six week timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also really important to us to have the classes be cheap uh, so that it was more accessible because uh, that's often the problem is that a lot of people get into comedy through classes, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not accessible to everybody. Right. Typically because of the high price. Uh, But yeah, so, but I think my favorite thing about people choosing their own classes that they teach is that instead of taking a teacher who's like super vibrant in one area and forcing them to teach something really specific that they're not as excited about, feels like you're not giving the student the chance to learn the thing that the teacher is more most passionate about or even the thing that they most want to learn from that particular Mm. comedian right that's uh that's interesting and that's really i mean teaching is hard enough as it is oh it's so yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know everyone even if they are of the same comedic philosophy about how to approach improv so to speak it could be kind of hard to still sort of teach from the perspective of who started the theater. So it is, it's a really novel idea to give the, the instructors that uh, freedom. Yeah, yeah, because it's not a space, the theater isn't a space that's like, we do this kind of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we at first started with more concept shows, but over time it just became, uh, you know, as long as you have personality, put the effort in and have a fun either idea or you're, you've got some fun ideas for the show, like that's all that matters to putting something on. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people had a lot of different approaches to putting on a show at the theater, which is okay. cool. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of how the pit is um, because a lot of people can get shows up on you know whatever they feel like trying to put up. Uh, and there's that freedom. I love that there's so many different kinds of theaters out there. Yeah. I think that it's like the only thing that really makes it so, so, so different from other things is that it's not based around uh, the school structure. Mm-hmm. Like it really was more about the shows. Oh, but cool. people call it a stand-up club. People call it a theater. People call it all kinds of things. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's good, good comedy. First and foremost, right? Exactly. (laughs) What were some of the lessons that you learned from that that uh, led you to uh, continue on with it? I mean, you were you were executive director and um, and a managing producer. Uh, What 
sort of things that you learned along the way? Uh, well, uh, what did I learn? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I learned a lot. I guess it's just so much that... Anything you to... wish you had known uh, when you started? Oh, my gosh. I don't... I mean, I wish I knew everything I needed to know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like the thing about like starting a little theater is that, uh, you know, you sometimes are like, I can do this. And in reality, it's much harder than you think. I was like, I had like produced videos for like clients and whatever. And I was like, oh, producing a video or a movie is just like starting a business. So uh, I was like, it'll be easy to start a business, except instead of it all being expenses, there's meant to be an income, too. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I feel like going into starting something without all the information uh, and just a bunch of excitement and passion uh, is good because you'll do the research along the way. Right. When did you move to Los Angeles? Very recently. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. What brought you out to Los Angeles? Well, um, because uh, Philadelphia was in the midst of a pandemic, right. um, uh, I chose to move to Los Angeles to pursue more comedy in another mm-hmm. space. And because of what Good Good was, uh, for me, it's like a great place to transition to because I know a bunch of amazing comedians out here and Mm -hmm. uh, LA has such an incredible comedy scene so it's been very uh, I mean it's we're still in the midst of the pandemic right right but it's been really nice uh, being out here for the short time I've been out here so far (laughs) it's been what just a couple of months or did you did you move I mean you moved after the pandemic started so yeah yeah it's been Uh, two months or so okay you know that's a pretty bold move because so many people were leaving the big cities and going to some small town or (laughs) back home with their parents or something like that but you said i'm gonna go to an even bigger city (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) it's a brave and bold move yeah you could say i'm pretty brave (laughs) i'm pretty bold i'm a brave and bold coffee (laughs) what sort of stuff are you wanting to focus on out there do you still think you'll do you know you'll hit all the big comedy things like obviously sketch improv stand-up and also maybe even shorts and stuff like that i mean are are you going for it all or do you have a particular focus uh for me personally the focus is uh comedy i'll do literally anything as long as it's comedy Mm -hmm. uh i do uh i love um creating videos i love creating like uh stories uh i also love producing shows i love creating spaces for people to produce shows it's uh just fun and uh, something that i loved the most about um producing shows is the part of it where you're developing something and you're helping someone along the way if it's to get an audience or like develop their show and then especially with our uh, monthly shows, we would do, uh, we would give feedback. So it's really nice being able to have just like a critical mind and use the skills that I've gained over the years Mm. to uh, 
help people with their comedy in whatever way they need it and I can help. Uh, I just, I love being able to just add some sort of um, uh, ability to ease someone's process. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's nice. Just being able to help in any type of way when it comes to comedy. Well, that's uh, something you don't hear from too many people in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually a pretty <laughs> selfish pursuit, but not in a bad way. Yeah, it's nice. Um, it's nice when someone's like, well, how can I help? How can I help? Yeah, yeah. Because comedy is hard. It's like mm-hmm. you need so m- you need so many voices. I think we have our society has sort of a... Uh, you know, uh, stick in the mud when it comes to thinking we've got to be the sole proprietor of every uh, idea rather mm-hmm. than being like, no, it was a collective. Like, we got help from all of these people mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to make this a reality. And that's what I think is so cool about comedy and comedy in general is that people need help from other people and are usually really open to sharing that. Um, sharing ideas with each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes everything it just makes everything better <laughs> i agree you work in a lot of collaborative things obviously uh the theater was one and you mentioned producing videos you recently had a video called hysterical that you co-directed and co-produced right yeah it's yeah a music a video music, yeah um sadie uh dupuis who is sad 13 mm-hmm uh she asked me and jamie to direct the music video together uh she asked us before the pandemic uh but and so we came up with ideas for that and then Mm -hmm. um after the pandemic hit it went on hold so yeah it was just really fun yeah was it it challenging (laughs) yeah was it your first music video i know you'd done other videos yeah it's my first music video so that was fun. I was like, uh, she, and Sadie asked specifically to have, she plays every instrument on the, uh, or maybe not every single one, but almost all of them. Mm-hmm. So um, it was really important to have her showing that she's playing all oh, the instruments. Cool. And I was like, oh my God, I actually have no idea what a chord looks like. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I can sync up this footage because I don't know what? Which chord is which? I don't oh, know interesting. anything about music. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's a cool video. I, I, oh, cool. I was I'm glad you looking like it. at it earlier. Yeah, and it had a lot of. Um, there, it was a heck of a production because uh, I felt like it had a couple of different storylines almost. Uh, it was yeah. very uniquely done. I, I really uh, appreciated it. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was yeah. fun to put together. Um, with producing videos, what have you? Uh, what what goes into producing, whether it's music videos or sketches or whatever? What what all goes into that for you? Well, first you gotta get your gotta get your idea. <laughs> 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 That's the first step. You gotta get that idea, and uh, uh, but when it comes to producing, just like a video. Uh, like that music video or just a video with the friends is just coming up with a concept or already having a concept, punching it up, making it better and better if you, um, and then, uh, so as a producer, it's easier for me to use an example where I did not write the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so 
with producing specifically, it's more like seeing someone's idea being like, oh, I really like this idea. Um, and then either working on the idea with a couple other people or just um, with the with the comedian themselves. And then, um, or if it's already good, just skipping that step. And then um, a lot of it, when it's like a small team of people, it's just like, breaking down everything, figuring out what props we need to make or buy, getting someone to help with that. Usually comedians are multi-talented, good at making stuff or good at like designing things. So that's what's really cool about the comedy scene, at least in Philly, but I think it's everywhere, mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. that like most comedians are multi-talented. Um, and then, yeah, and then it's just uh, you get all the ducks in a row and you send some emails and uh, you shoot the thing. <laughs> you make it sound easy. Uh, well, I feel like I went on for way too <laughs> No, no, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a lot to take on, but I mean, you have a practical love, approach. Yeah, I love producing so much. It's so fun. There's yeah. something that makes me so happy about like solving a problem that makes everyone's lives easier mm -hmm. or just like being able to be like, Oh my God, my friend who does this will be really good. And they're going to uh, get to like show off their skill or they're going to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like just like being able to use good, positive people and um, on a crew. And yeah, I don't know. Producing is just very, very fun. It's, uh, I think I see, like, for me, I'm like, oh, it's just so nice when you have help on something. So I just mm -hmm. want to be able to be like, oh, I don't, you don't have to think about all the dumb shit. I love <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Do you have any particular uh, uh, hope or plan for the future that uh, you hope to, that you already have in mind for LA, like starting another theater or, whatever what have you that's a good idea i didn't think about that <laughs> um uh i have a hope that um this pandemic ends and there mm -hmm. will be indoor live comedy again mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. i deeply deeply miss seeing shows um and uh i'm in withdrawal yeah i was at my old theater not my old theater, but my 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 theater is the Magnet Theater in New York, and mm, we're temporary. Cool. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I love that spot. I, I love it too, and I miss it. And it's temporarily closed, and I I I don't have this uh, gut feeling like it's just going to close forever. But uh, you never know in the way it's things scary. are. It's a scary time, but I got to go to the theater. Um, and look longingly into the window. Yeah, but I actually got to <laughs> go inside crossing. and be on the stage. There was a project oh. that was happening, like a photo shoot. And so um, just a couple people. So it was all like safe. But um, uh, I got to be on the stage and inside again. I just missed it so much. And uh, But I miss, you know, as nice as it was to go back and be there, um, it I, my heart wasn't like, thumping out of my chest or like swelling out of my chest or something like that because yeah. what makes it so great is the people it's the community exactly yeah so i well, miss what i think about a theater is that a theater doesn't a theater isn't a space it's like entirely made up of the people that are within it yeah so you can turn any 
shitty little hut into a theater as long as there's good lovely people <laughs> yeah you know and I mean, what i miss isn't just going there and get my picture taken uh, you know i don't get my picture <laughs> right, taken right. all the time there what i miss is sitting and watching some of my favorite performers get up on stage and play you know uh, that's yeah, what i miss yeah. and that i didn't get to have but i get to have the memory yeah. <laughs> of yesterday of being in the space um do you do you do um musical improv too or no is it just uh i do not i do not i do yeah straight talking (laughs) yeah um yeah i i don't do musical i i think musical is great and i love music so i should uh probably (laughs) do musical but i just i just haven't i haven't done that one yet yeah yeah well (laughs) Now's the time to practice. Now's the time to learn. You're right. I mean, I haven't, I I had these high hopes at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I don't know if you, (laughs) if you were sitting at home saying like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But I certainly did. Um, And uh, uh, did not match them, did not, did not get to them. I did not get to my, uh, (laughs) I still have so many books to read and yeah, uh, (laughs) have even more books than I uh, I did at the beginning of the pandemic, Terry. Um, it's tough. It's tough sticking to a routine and like oh creating, gosh, yeah. yeah, creating goals and deadlines for yourself. Because that, again, not to bring it back to comedy, but uh, when uh, when someone just gets a deadline for a show, when mm-hmm. they put a show on the books, it's like automatically you have to do this thing. What if you say you're going to learn French for the show? <laughs> you have to learn French. Yeah. Um, not to use a tired and true old trope that everyone does on comedy, but that. <laughs> um, but without that, it's kind of hard to make things happen, which is why I'm like, what do like oil painters, how do they create deadlines for themselves? <laughs> like how yeah. do they create? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with the, with that. I've, I've wondered how people, because when it's my stuff, and it's just me, like, other than this podcast and the newsletter, I have a harder time coming up with a schedule and, and just sticking to it. Because I can always, it's my idea, I can always push it back. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But if it's um, if it's somebody else's thing, then I'm definitely going to have to, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a Capricorn, I'm going to sit out and organize, plan on how to get it done. <laughs> So I do that. But, uh, you know, there are certain ideas that I've had that are just more about like, I mean, really, they would just improve. I guess it's like self-improvement sort of uh, plans that I had at the beginning of the pandemic that I just didn't do. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't work out enough. I didn't do this enough. I didn't do that enough. Hey, I think what needs to happen is putting something into someone else's ear mm-hmm. <laughs> helps me personally when it comes to making something happen or being like, I'm doing this and you're doing this uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, on this date. Like, cause I fell off the workout train as well. But when me and a friend were doing an Instagram live, uh, stretch and strengthen class, mm-hmm. I, I, we always, went because there was this like 
feeling of like, she's going to text me and be like, have you logged onto the Insta thing? <laughs> so it, it made me more accountable, but I huh. fell off of it. Yeah, I, my girlfriend has been working out. I just haven't. <laughs> right. <laughs> just haven't yeah. Stepped, and when I worked out regularly, I would go every day and I did that for years. Yeah. Um, but I, this year. I mean, I guess somebody listening is going to say, well, Jason, it's because it's been a stressful year. <laughs> it's been a stressful year. It's true. <laughs> Don't be too hard on yourself for Dude, not being on your A game. Yeah. Like putting together just like a routine has been something I've done for myself like seven different times. Mm, I've like yeah. gotten on a routine and been like, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, and then fallen off of it and then had to redo it and then get back on. It's tough. Yeah. But you know, we'll we'll bounce we'll bounce back. You know, we're we're fighters. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. As someone who does a lot of different things, do you have a particular one? I mean, you you talked uh, with such enthusiasm about producing things and putting things together, but um, so maybe that's the answer. But is there a particular thing that you just love doing more than others between like sketch and? And stand up and improv, or are they kind of all the same for you? Oh, yeah. I Well, I did stand up and improv in the past, and then I guess, like, de- like continued doing it a little bit. But while running the theater, it was harder for me to continue stand up, and I didn't really do improv that much except just, like, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably say sketch. I like um, – I just think it's fun to <laughs> – write sketches and then also turning like your ideas into something on stage is fun mm-hmm. i guess i just really like i like writing a lot too yeah so that's, oh, that's the nice cool. thing about sketch that's cool have you been writing a lot while we've all been working from home <laughs> yeah i probably didn't write anything funny for a really long time like mm-hmm. i've spent months not writing anything. And usually I'll like just jot down like a funny thing here or there. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I was journaling my heart away. Not a funny thought to be found. Um, <laughs> were you so, trying to be funny when you were doing that? Or was it no, you just, just getting usually, stuff out? Yeah, just writing. Just being mm-hmm. like, wow, today was hot. Uh, <laughs> uh but sometimes I'd write like something funny would happen or I'd write something funny and it just wasn't mm-hmm, happening. Mm-hmm. There was like no natural funniness coming out of me. But lately I've been trying to just like do things that like get me out of my like brain, uh, which <laughs> one of them have been this thing called reading. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You do that? I've heard of it, but I just haven't stuck to it. I need, <laughs> I just, I have so many books. <laughs> Yeah, I have that's so many books to finish and it, to start. And uh, then the pandemic started and I got like four more books. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read all of them, but I just haven't lately. I just haven't had the the frame of mind or something to sit down and read. You should try to find something more fun to do with all the books. Like um, make a table. <laughs> well, I probably could at this point. I just, I just built a like, bookshelf and put them up on it. Yeah. Make a bookshelf out of books. <laughs> um, well, that's delightful. Uh, uh, getting the chat with you. 
I'm, I've been enjoying this. It's it's now time to create something together. Cool. Okay. So you like sketch. Let's talk about your <laughs> sketch writing process. And uh, then maybe we can come up with an idea for a sketch. Okay. What is my sketch writing process? Uh, I know you mentioned that you jot down your ideas. Yeah, as they come. So do you want, should I just grab an idea that I have in my phone? Yeah. Okay, what do I have? Yikes. <laughs> oh, okay. This is an idea I had recently, which is um, I gave blood. Congrats. Um, <laughs> I gave blood not too long ago. Red Cross. Uh, last Friday, I think. And they sent me an email that made me feel so good, <laughs> which was, um, shit, do I have it? They said something to me that was like, oh my God, Kate, you're O negative. Your blood is O negative. So it's the universal donor. Uh, that's so cool. And, uh, we really want you to give blood often because you'll save tons of lives and you are so special. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason where they were like, oh, they said I was especially important. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm especially important. That's funny. Did you have a, an idea from that already? Yeah, I was thinking of, um, well, it just made me want to be like, oh, have a conversation with Red Cross. Like, oh, you think I'm <laughs> special? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just act out that scene? Yeah, uh, we can uh, act it. So is that a way that you try to write out a sketch is to sort of improvise on the idea if you can? Yeah, probably just doing both voices of it. Um, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, let's do that. Um, and you will play yourself in this role, and then I'll play uh, the Red Cross? Uh, yeah, you play Red Cross. Okay. Okay, remember, my blood is O negative. Universal o donor. O negative. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Kate, you are amazing. Do you know that? <laughs> you think I'm amazing? Really? Oh, God, an O negative? <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I knew I was O negative for a while, but I, I didn't come, I didn't, I didn't, and I know I, I knew you guys needed me. I knew you needed me for my blood, but I was just nervous to come by. Oh, don't, uh, listen, we should be rolling out the red carpet for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we keep getting a bunch of, like, uh, uh, type A, uh, whatever other bloods there are. They all stink. I don't remember them because they're not special like you. Okay, I don't know. There's a O positive. Is is that a thing? Uh, there is O positive, and I <laughs> don't blame you for forgetting about a certain blood type, Red Cross, because who, they're yeah. so bland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, get your basic blood out of here, everybody else. It's so annoying, and they can. I'm pretty sure they can take any type of blood they want, which is. Mm, not that yeah. I don't know it's just not that cool it's like kind of like greedy it's greedy it's not you know there's nothing special or unique about it you know you want somebody who who uh, uh, who is 
different. It's like a fine, it's like finding a fine coffee bean, you know? Mm, yeah. And that's my blood. That's your blood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, drink it up and wake up. Have some sunshine in my wake life with your O negative. O negative. Wake up to a hot steaming cup of O negative. <laughs> <laughs> Though I don't know if we can really boil it, but either way. Hot steamy cup sounds good to me. <laughs> well, it was great chatting with you, Red Cross. Uh, oh, I'll stop you have to, by in four. You have, you have to yeah. go already. Yeah, I have to go. Yeah. Oh, of course I, you. Yeah. You're, you're I've got a lot to do. Special. I've, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> busy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Of course. That's cool. Um. Uh. So you have our number, right? Yep. One eight eight eight. Yeah. You know the rest. Yeah. Uh. So you'll call? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or just email me or something and I'll oh. stop by. Oh, okay. Email. Okay. It's like the uh, getting coffee of communication. <laughs> okay. A hot steaming cup of boiling coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, um, listen, uh, is there anything we can do for you? Do you, do you want something to, to go? Like we have... We have drinks we have uh we have some donuts um honestly i'm pretty good i'm not like super hungry i do feel a little faint but i think that's i'll take an apple juice just because i'm so skinny i think that's why <laughs> right right you're just over the uh the weight that <laughs> the is the minimum yeah yeah <laughs> just over it oh he just snuck by yeah <laughs> but my hemoglobin was off the charts mm-hmm. listen uh, i was take, listening <laughs> but but take uh take an apple juice with you okay yeah just just in case you patronizing you get... but okay oh i did i'm i'm sorry I've, you're my mommy oh, or I'm daddy so stupid no i'm i'm dumb I, why would i think uh you you're 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 oh negative you don't need anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry uh well, uh, it's good seeing you again. Uh, I guess just let um, the next non-O negative person come in. Let, let them know it's time. <laughs> okay, will do. It was great seeing you. <sighs> she walked out of my life forever. <laughs> what a beautiful romance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Between the Red Cross and O negative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, how do you create stuff? Do you write sketches and stuff? Is that I do. do I don't. Um, I, when I learned sketch, that was the theater I was at. Uh, my old theater back home, um, Alchemy Comedy, in uh, nice. Greenville, South Carolina. Are you familiar? I'm not. I'm well. familiar with North Carolina. Totally uh, different state. Totally different state. <laughs> but in uh, at, at that theater at, at Alchemy, that was the approach: was to use improv to uh, get some ideas. Um, cool. But when I write sketch, it's usually uh, I don't write a lot, but it's and I don't want this to sound arrogant, but I kind of when I do it, it's just because an idea came to me almost full cloth. So I'm just. I know what I want to do with the story, so I just write it out. Yeah. Um, and then I will go and I'll punch it up and I'll say, like, well, here's this needs to be moved around or this doesn't make sense or here's here are places where jokes need to go. I'll just sort of punch it up a few times. Nice. Uh, so, But I don't write sketch a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. 
Yeah, I haven't been writing too much sketch either lately. It's yeah. tough when you don't really have a reason. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, the frame of mind. There's so many music albums that have come out where it's just all kind of about being <laughs> in quarantine, you know? It's yeah, just... right. You don't want to write about that. Like, yeah, I was just watching someone and they did a thing that was like, about the pandemic and I was like this is funny and this is good but oh my god I would love to see stuff that's just about anything else right now you know how it yeah. happens in life sometimes you're like ugh I just I, some escapist comedy where someone's oh, yeah. silly as hell yeah <laughs> absolutely and I think there's I saw some commercial for a, a show that's gonna be it's all about the pandemic and so it's all over zoom and I'm like well good for the actors but how how long of a shelf life does this have? Wow. You know, how long does someone want to watch a show like that? This, the network is probably purposely doing it for one season, <laughs> you know, like right. a 10, a ten yeah. episode run at, at most. But, you know, I, I, I want to see people kind of go A to C with it and say, okay, uh, pandemic but what does that make me think? <laughs> what does that make me feel? And if it's just mm-hmm. like a, a story about something from isolation or or whatever, you know, like, you know, go deeper with it is what I want to mm-hmm. see and, and not the direct reference of uh, um, a pandemic a quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> quarantine or, or pandemic. Write a show where everyone's trapped in separate caves, but they can communicate <laughs> via rock. Right. <laughs> well, there See, it is. Good idea. Should I pitch oh, I it? like it. That's why I'm saying there it is to it. <laughs> uh, okay, my next project. <laughs> you got it. Uh, well, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Kate. You're great. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was really fun talking to you. Thank you for asking me questions about my life, my boring, <laughs> boring life. I hope I didn't bore you to death. And it was nice talking to you. And it was nice talking to her. She is a delight. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Follow her on Twitter at KBanth and on Instagram at Kate Banford. You can also go to katebanford.com to find out more about her. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at There It Is Pod. You can follow me on Twitter. At the moment, I'm just saying things like, please vote Trump out because he's terrible, but I'll get back to jokes on there eventually. Follow me on Instagram at Jason Farpix. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.